Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Carnage. I'm your host, Cal the Kaiju Guy. Alright guys, uh, today's episode is going to be a continuation of the saga that I'm working on right now. It's called the Early Years Saga. And pretty much the gist of the Early Years Saga is these are the movies from the Godzilla franchise that I first watched whenever I was a little kid. And whenever I saw these movies... <clears throat> Pardon me. Whenever I saw these movies for the first time, I saw them in one of two ways. Either one, I saw them in a hotel whenever I was traveling with my father and we would catch them on the hotel television. Or two, whenever he would be traveling by himself, whenever the family didn't go with him, he would come across a Godzilla VHS tape of some of the movies and he would just pick it up because he knew me and my brother were big fans and he would bring it back to the house so that me and my brother could enjoy. And so today is part three of the early years and the movie subject is going to be, uh, it's, <clears throat> I kind of have like a love hate relationship with this movie. It's, um, it's son of Godzilla. That was done in 1967. Now, I know it's a very popular movie. Mainly because a lot of people like me watched it whenever they were little. And at this point in time in the franchise, it was full on being made for children. And so whenever people would watch it as a kid, naturally they would just walk away loving it. I mean, I was one of those people whenever I first watched it... Uh, as a kid, I, I very much enjoyed it, but looking back on it now, now that I'm an adult, um, like, yeah, it's like, I've, I've got some issues with it, and uh, I'll, I'll talk about that kind of stuff towards the end of the episode, but for this movie, as I said, um, you know, I would catch some in, uh, in hotels with my father when we'd be traveling, and this was one of the movies that we caught uh while we were traveling we was just flipping through the channels i had not seen uh the character manila in any other film prior to this one so to find out that godzilla had a son like uh, in manila's actual like introduction to the franchise son of godzilla was it, it blew my little kid mind <laughs> whenever uh we stumbled across this because we, we came across it right at the beginning of the movie Godzilla. Um, <clears throat> he hadn't even made it to the island yet whenever we started. It wasn't at the very beginning, but whenever we went to it, we actually didn't know it was a Godzilla film at first. And we watched it for a little while and then Godzilla, you know, begins uh, to approach the island and all that. And then that's whenever we realized, oh, this is a Godzilla movie. Like, oh, that's his son and all that. And it just, we really enjoyed it from that point on uh, whenever we watched it. Me and my brother did. I'm not sure about uh, my parents. My, <laughs> my my poor parents were made to suffer watching so many uh, Godzilla and King Kong movies whenever I was little. And they probably walked away not enjoying very many of them. But uh, I enjoyed them for the most part. So, alright guys, let's uh, jump into details about the movie. I'm going to go ahead and warn you, this is going to be 
probably a shorter episode than my usual ones. There just isn't a whole lot of information out there about this movie. Um, I usually talk pretty heavily about the production of movies, and this this movie just didn't have a whole lot of uh, like didn't have a whole lot of issues going on with production or anything like that. So I couldn't really find a whole lot of information about the production of the movie. So. <clears throat> With all that said, here we go. As I said earlier, the movie came out in 1967. And this movie actually did not have Ishiro Honda as a director for the film. Ishiro Honda, you know, whenever he directed Invasion of Astro Monster, he was treated pretty poorly on set of that one. And his hands were tied with a whole lot of decisions that were made with that movie. And whenever the movie didn't perform very well, Ishiro Honda actually took the blame for the movie not performing as well as they thought it would perform. So, they didn't renew his contract, and from that point on, he would just be brought on to direct a Godzilla movie as a movie-by-movie basis. And this is the second Godzilla movie that has an island theme. Or an island adventure. The first one was the movie that came out just prior to this one, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. I know I'm not doing these movies like in the early years in chronological order, but I'm trying to save like the ones that I consider to be my favorites, like the actual like movies that I watched on VHS and just wore the VHS tapes out. I'm saving them for last. So I do. I am going to be doing Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster as part of this saga, or as its its actual title is Ebra Horror of the Deep. But um, I'm going to be doing that movie as part of this saga. But I wanted to get the uh, do the VHS tape movies that I watched when I was little last, and this is the last hotel uh, movie that I watched for the Godzilla movies. So. I know I'm not doing them in order, just bear with me, I'm getting to it. (laughs) But, um, so, anywho, this is the second island theme slash adventure Godzilla movie that they were going to do, and it was directed by a man by the name of Jun Fukuda. Now, Fukuda was brought on board because, for this movie, because, um, well, Ishiro Honda was directing the movie King Kong Escapes. And if you don't know what King Kong Escapes is, uh, I'm going to be doing an episode on that in the future. But basically, it was a, a solo King Kong film that was done by Toho that is in no way connected to King Kong versus Godzilla. It's its own separate little thing. And... uh. Shiro Honda was directing that one, but they also wanted to come out with another Godzilla movie, so they put all of their A-list talent on King Kong Escapes, and then pretty much put their second string talent that they're like, okay, yeah, these guys are good, but they're not super, super good. We're going to put them on this Godzilla movie, and that's how this guy was uh, slated to uh, direct this movie. And personal opinion, 
it's weird that they put the A-list talent on King Kong Escapes and then the second string talent on this movie. And then whenever the two movies came out, to me, I think Son of Godzilla is the superior film. Like, I just, I, I like the story more. I like the island theme more. Like, I just, I just like Son of Godzilla more than King Kong Escapes. And anyone who's listened to my podcast for more than two or three episodes knows that I'm a much bigger King Kong fan than I am a Godzilla fan. So for these two movies to come out at the same time, like, and I come out liking the Godzilla film more, that just just lets you know how, how well done this movie was. So, <clears throat> the character of Manila, who is the son of Godzilla, he came about for two reasons. First and foremost, one of the reasons why he came about is screenwriters for Godzilla movies, they were running out of ideas. Like, they, they were constantly sitting down and having uh, little panels trying to figure out what they were going to do next, what direction they were going to bring the character. And at this point in time in the series, like Godzilla's had a wide range of accomplishments that he's done. I mean, you know, going back to the original film where he was just a straight-up villain destroying the city. The second film, he's a villain once again, but now he's battling another kaiju, and their battle is causing the city to be destroyed. He's had a massive crossover movie with King Kong. He's had a massive crossover movie with Mothra. He's had a team-up movie where he fights back an alien invader. He's had another team-up movie where he fights that same alien invader in outer space. And prior to this one, he's already had an island adventure movie. And so screenwriters were pretty much just sitting there scratching their head like, we don't know what to do with him next. Like, we feel like, they felt like any time, anything that they did after that was just going to be a rehash of something that they had already done. And also, unfortunately, the popularity of Godzilla was really beginning to go down at this point in time. And so they're trying to come up with something that they can kind of kick interest back into the audience and try and make Godzilla a popular a movie franchise to go see again. And so they started coming up with ideas of what they could do. And one of the things that during this panel they decided was why not give Godzilla a child? Like a child of his own. And so they liked it. They was like, okay, let's go with that. And the second reason that they decided to to really give him a a child was because in Japan there was an entire genre of films that was really beginning to gain some steam and get popular. And that was basically what they were calling the date crowd movies. Like, they were cute. They were, you know, something that just mainly the women in the relationship would find to be cute and would drag their men to go see the movie and all of that. And it was really, you know, becoming a very popular genre of film. Well, they decided they wanted to try and capitalize on this date crowd type of movies and pretty much firmly decided, okay, we're going to give Godzilla a son, thinking that if they gave him or a child at the time and figuring if they give him a child, 
they make it kind of cute and all that kind of stuff that it would hopefully, you know, interest the women in the date crowd enough to want to drag their boyfriends to go see the movie as well as getting the longtime Godzilla fans because it would be something new and then naturally as well as bringing the children in to watch the movie because it was full on for children at this point in time. Like, what's what's funny is to me is that, you know, they they said that they wanted to create a child Godzilla so that they could try to bring in the date crowd because they was hoping the women would think that Manila would be cute. And if cute was what they was going for, they missed the mark like there's no tomorrow because Manila is uglier than sin. Like, he's one of the goofiest-looking little characters in in the Godzilla franchise. Like, every time I see him, I'm just like, that's a stupid-looking little thing there. <laughs> so, yeah, if if cute was what they was going for, they definitely didn't, um, didn't hit it the way that they wanted to. So, the more they talked about it, they're like, okay, we want to give Godzilla a child. And they actually decided we're going to go with a son. We're going to give him a son. And the reason why, the sole reason why they decided to give Godzilla a son as opposed to a daughter is because they said giving him a daughter would have been weird. Like like nothing else of this franchise is weird at this point in time. But giving Godzilla a daughter, that, that's just, that's pushing things over the edge. We can't, we can't get that weird with it. So they decided to give him a son. And his name, Manila, is, you know, they've done this a lot of times with, um, at this point in time, with naming certain uh, kaiju by taking two words and combining them into one. Uh, they pretty much did it with Mothra. They did it with Gojira. And they went on ahead and did it with Manila as well, to where Manila is actually just a combination of mini Godzilla. Now, at first, before they officially named him Manila, his name was going to be Manira, which was going to be a combination of mini Gojira. But at this point in time, Godzilla is no longer just limited to Japan. Like, he has a pretty good following over in the States. He's being released in other countries as well. And the name Godzilla is just far more popular and more well-known than Gojira at this point in time. And so, instead of calling him Mini Gojira, they decided to go with Mini Godzilla. And so, that's what they did. And they didn't want this movie to be just a flat-out, like, monster brawl like they had done before. They wanted to try and have the the audience be able to relate to the uh to the characters so they wanted the monsters to be portrayed as people and they wanted to focus really on the father son relationship between Godzilla and Manila <clears throat> and like i know they say they wanted to focus on that but it really doesn't is like isn't that big of a part of the movie to be honest with you but um what what they do show of Godzilla and Manila, it very much is like a good father-son relationship that they have. Um, you know, the part whenever Manila is trying to learn to blow 
his atomic breath and Godzilla does it to show him how to do it. Manila gets scared and Godzilla's kind of like, like, you know, it's going to be okay, you know, like give it a try and everything. And so he, Godzilla does it again. It scares Manila again. He's like, go ahead, give it a shot. And Manila is scared to give it a shot. And then like Godzilla raises up his hand, like he's had enough. Like, would you just give it a shot? You <laughs> And so Manila's like, okay. And he tries and he blows out that little atomic, uh, that little atomic ring that he has. And, you know, so, <clears throat> and then also a part that many, I'm sure many parents can relate to. And certainly a lot of parents in nature, you see videos like this on YouTube all the time. I've, I know I've seen a bunch of them dealing with uh, big cats, like lions and tigers and things like that is whenever Godzilla is trying to sleep, he's trying to take a nap and Manila is like, playing with his tail, jumping over his tail as it's twitching around and jumping on top of it and everything. And Godzilla keeps waking up and looking at him like, would you chill out and all that? So, you know, they definitely wanted, they definitely did give them a very like generic and wholesome father son relationship that they had. <clears throat> uh, whenever they was designing the Manila suit, it was made out of some very thick rubber. And the reason why his face looks the way it does, because I know like everyone's like, man, he's supposed to be the son of Godzilla. He doesn't really too much look like Godzilla in the face. Like he has a pretty flat face. That was actually intentional. Toho wanted to, again, try to get audiences to relate to the characters. They gave Manila Godzilla features, which naturally was, you know, the tail and the little itty-bitty, not very well-developed dorsals on his back and all of that. So that's the Godzilla features that they gave him. But then they also wanted to give him the features of a human baby. And that's why his face looks the way it does. But, as I said earlier, they missed it. They <laughs> Like, they missed the mark. You look at Manila and this little thing is like... Ugh. Boy, ugly, ugly, ugly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all you, if there's any like real big Manila fans that are listening to this podcast. Like, truly, I'm sorry. But I, I just can't get over how, how goofy that little dude looks. <laughs> so, <clears throat> they thought about at first getting a child to play Manila. Because, you know, who better to portray a child than a child? But the only problem is the things that they wanted Manila to do in the movie, they wanted him to do like some pretty athletic things, doing some some jumps and some falls and things like that. And so they decided they weren't going to go with a child. And instead, and I apologize if I'm about to mispronounce this guy's name, they, um, they hired Marshan the Dwarf to play um, Manila and naturally uh because he was athletic and he could also whenever in his audition he was able to play himself very very childlike to where they're like man once we put him in the suit he's going to look you know people are going to think he's a child and not a dwarf and another thing that the suit that they had it may not look it too much but it's a very 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 thick rubber suit and Whatever they would actually put some children in the suit, they wouldn't able to move around very well. But for whatever reason, Marshan was actually very athletic and very limber 
while being in the suit. So that was another reason uh, that they decided to go with him. And so they did. Uh, naturally, just like in most other films, a brand new Godzilla suit was made for this movie. And up to this point in time, this was going to be the largest Godzilla suit that had been done at the time. And the reason why they made it so much larger was because they wanted to give Godzilla that paternal, like, status. Like, they just wanted him to look more like a parent. So, they just, they made the suit a little taller, they made it a little thicker, they made it, had a little more girth. Like, just to give him a much larger look. <clears throat> now, unfortunately for that, at this point in time, veteran... Godzilla suit actor Haruo Nakajima. Now he's he's a pretty small dude, and so now creating this much larger Godzilla suit, all of a sudden Haruo can't be Godzilla in this movie because it's just the suit's too big. It just he can't he can't pull it off. But they wanted him to actually be in a scene or two because he had been in every Godzilla movie at that point in time. And he was also Rodan and Mothra in their standalone movies. So they actually only filmed two scenes with Haruo Nakajima in costume. And he was wearing the costume from the previous film, Godzilla versus the sea monster in these two scenes. And the two scenes that he shot was just the two water scenes that are at the beginning, whenever the, uh, the aircraft is flying and they come across Godzilla and they see he's going towards that island. That's one of the scenes with Haruo Nakajima. And the other one is whenever he's actually coming to the island and he rises up out of the water and like starts moving towards land. That is also Haruo Nakajima. Every other time Godzilla is seen in the movie, he's played by two other individuals, not just one. The first one that they uh, they got that was actually big enough to be able to fill out the suit properly and everything, his name was Seiji Onaka. And he played, you know, he did a few scenes here and there and all that, but unfortunately, and I, I dug and dug and dug to try and find out why or how this happened, but I just couldn't find it, so I apologize for that. Uh, he broke his fingers, and... He had to have his hand like in a cast, and so he couldn't have one of the Godzilla gloves uh, go over his hand, and it just, they couldn't make it work. So there was another guy that was about the same stature as him, and they actually brought him in to film the rest of the scenes, and his name was Hiroshi Sakita. So this, this movie, anytime if you watch this movie, know that... Uh, there's three different actors that ended up playing Godzilla and doing the suit nation for Godzilla in this movie. <clears throat> uh, this movie was also the introduction of a specific kaiju that I'm not super crazy about, but he does have a pretty good uh, fan following, and that is Kumanga. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie or you don't know who Kumanga is, he's basically just a giant spider. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But um, there was no suit actor that actually played Cubonga. He was done 100% by a puppet. And he was a very elaborate puppet to try and control. 
Naturally, because he's a spider, he has eight legs. And if you see the movie and you see the way his legs move, they're pretty detailed. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see how his legs move in the movie. The director had two or three people working on each leg at a time whenever a Q-manga was on screen. So, that's... <clears throat> Yeah, that's a lot of people trying to work that puppet. Like that's a that's a very big like, you know, tch, more power to them. I guess I'm sure that I'm sure that was a pain in the neck to try and deal with. But <clears throat> so that was pretty much it with Kumanga. And uh, as I said, I don't have anything really about the production of the movie because it just you know everything went pretty pretty smooth to be honest with you, as far as production goes. So the movie came out, and it actually had pretty good reception. <clears throat> the praise of the movie went towards two things. One, the human story. Because usually in Godzilla movies, the human side of the movies are pretty, they're pretty dull and pretty just like, you know, whatever, nobody really cares. This one was very intriguing. It kept people interested. It was downright funny at times. And... <clears throat> As far as the human side of the story goes, I rank this as one of the best that Toho has done. And the other thing that was really praised about the movie was the special effects. And, you know, just the way Q-Manga looked and the way that he worked and, you know, the way just all the special effects just was very well praised. Unfortunately, even though it had a good reception and had, you know a good human story and everything by this time, you know, the Godzilla franchise is really just starting to, it's just really starting to, you know, go down. People just aren't going to watch the movies. They're pretty much losing interest and losing faith. Uh, the long time, you know, Godzilla fans are not happy about it. Uh, pretty much being aimed solely at children and, it's just not doing very good at this point in time. So even though it actually is a good movie, I consider it to be one of the better ones of the Showa-era Godzilla films. It just... It didn't make a whole lot of money, and it pretty much was just another nail in the coffin for the uh, Godzilla franchise at this point in time. So... Alright guys, yeah, like I said, I know this is a much shorter episode than what I normally put out, and I'm sorry that, you know, if I, I seemed distracted or not as on point as I normally do with these, <clears throat> I wasn't able to uh, record it on the night that I normally do, and so I'm recording it on the morning of the release, and I'm still kind of kind of tired and everything, and so, but I just wanted to go ahead and get it done, and I knew this was going to be a short episode, because it's just not a lot of information out there, but, you know, like I said way at the beginning of the episode, I saw this movie whenever I was a kid in a hotel, and I hadn't seen the movie again until I was well into my, <clears throat> I'll say late teens, early 20s, whenever I uh, got my hands on being able to watch it again. I can't remember how I watched it again, to be honest with you, because it's actually the only Godzilla film that I do not own separately on DVD. I have the I have the Blu-ray of it <clears throat> with uh the Criterion Blu-ray collection that came out, but I don't have 
you know, the DVD of it that went with the rest of my collection prior to me getting this Blu-ray collection. So it probably just came on TV or something one day, like on direct TV or something. And I caught it, but I remember watching it again as an adult. And I was just kind of like, eh, <laughs> like this, you know, that's just seeing Manila and seeing the way he looks and everything. And like, it just really, a lot of it, it just takes away from the movie to me. Uh, sometimes. The ending is sad. I'll give you that. Even though it pretty, it is stated that they're just going to hibernate and whenever all the ice melts that they're going to, uh, you know, Godzilla and Manila will be okay. But it's just, you know, when the island's getting colder and colder and Manila's falling down and like reaching his hand out to Godzilla because Godzilla's just walking away and, you know, he's crying for him to come, come back and help him because Manila doesn't know what's going on, you know. And so Godzilla comes back and pretty much just holds him in his arms until everything freezes over and then, you know, whatever thing thaws out, they're going to uh, get up and walk away. So, all right, guys, that pretty much does it for uh, Son of Godzilla. I really wish this episode could have been better for you guys. I really do. But like I said, there just wasn't a whole lot of information about this episode. So I kind of just drew it out longer than what it should have been, to be honest with you. But <clears throat> it is what it is. So... Uh, time to move on for the next episode. Next week, a week from today, I will be releasing um, an episode on the Americanized version of the original Gojira, which is the uh, film Godzilla, King of the Monsters, starring Raymond Burr. Now, I've already done an episode on the original Gojira, so don't get the these two, you know, confused. Because even though they're basically the same movie, just with some American scenes added in and all of that, it did have its own separate production. It had its own separate, you know, it's the movie that introduced Godzilla over here to the States and everything. So I think it warrants its own separate episode. And also, it was one of the movies that I watched whenever uh, I was a kid. And it was the movie where... It was actually uh, the last movie that I watched whenever I was a kid. And it was on VHS. And I didn't know that Godzilla died in the original movie. And so I'm about seven or eight years old watching this movie. And I watched Godzilla die on screen. And I was just like, I, I, I can still remember laying in my bed watching the movie. Just crying my eyes out because I just watched Godzilla die. And I was like, man, this is horrible. But yeah. I'm a, I'm going to go more in more detail about that uh whenever I actually do the episode. So all right guys, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Uh I know it could have been better and you know, like I said, it is what it is. There just wasn't a whole lot of info on this episode. But all right guys, um constructive criticism, I'm always open to it. So if you guys have anything that you want me to see that you want to see me do better or do more of or not do at all, you know, just shoot me a message on uh, Facebook. If you don't like me on Facebook, you know, go hunt me down. Uh, the page is called Kaiju Carnage. It has the same exact profile picture as the, uh, as the podcast here. And just give me a like. I'm always active on there and posting pictures of Kaiju from any franchise. And I stay up to date on, you know, big releases, new comic books and all that kind of stuff. So, if you want to hear a whole lot more about Kaiju other than just these 
these movies that I talk about in the podcast, definitely give my Facebook page a like, and uh, you'll get to see me just talk about all kinds of stuff, and I, I post daily on there. I'm very, very active on there. But, all right, guys, tune in next week for the Americanized version of Gojira, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And with that, this is Cal the Kaiju Guy, signing out.